and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to our study in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew's account of the Olivet Discourse. We begin our focus on verses 6 through 8 on our previous study with our primary focus on verse 6. In this verse, Jesus speaks of the increase of wars and revolutions as a sign pointing to his return and to the end of the age. Now today, our primary focus will be on verse 7 here in Matthew and some additional insight from verse 11 of Luke chapter 21. In these verses, Jesus points to great earthquakes, famines, and from verse 11 of Luke 21, pestilence as additional signs of his return and of the end of the age. Now, here once again are verses 6 through 8 of Matthew chapter 24, and they read as follows. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Once I traveled in the valley, so low, so low, and lonely and weary was I. Now I travel in the valley, no more, no more, and I'll reach the other Up the mountain, and I'll reach the other side by and by. Well, I would not keep a sinning. Oh, no, no, I'm traveling with my Jesus to the sky. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. 
Jesus spoke to his disciples about signs pointing to his return and to the end of the age. Evidently, Matthew, when he recorded this message of Jesus in chapter 24 of the first gospel, chose not to include the signs pointing to the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70. For the last several What's New programs, I have focused on the first two signals Jesus lists. The sign of Satan's increased and growing deception was the first. That seems to be Satan's basic technique to deceive. With it, he began his influence in the human race. Deception is his nature. He is a liar, and as such, he is our greatest adversary. The Bible encourages us to know Satan's techniques, his tricks, that are all designed to deceive. Yesterday, I focused on the second sign, that of increasing violence, hostility, and wars. Since sin entered the race, violence is a part of our nature. James writes that it has its source in our heart. Satan has deceived us into thinking that violence, fighting wars, are necessary to our fulfillment. Today I come to the third and fourth signs mentioned by our Lord in verse 7 of Matthew 24. Jesus is quoted as saying, There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. In Luke's account of Jesus' message, he includes pestilences with famines and earthquakes. While these things have always been with us, their sudden increase is the sign part. Singly, by themselves, these things that Jesus mentions do not indicate the nearing of the end of the age. Jesus said to his disciples, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. But when these things happen with increasing frequency and severity, then, Jesus said, all these are the beginnings of birth pains. If we believe Jesus, then we ought to look carefully at the signs he lists. Is there evidence of their exploding in our lifetime? The statistics are remarkable. Mine aren't current, so I will not share them with you. But the grim statistics of world hunger, for example, are almost incomprehensible. I am told that 800 million people in the world suffer from chronic hunger and malnutrition. While some countries are producing more and more food, it seems that for a variety of reasons, including political, the food doesn't get to where it's most needed. Furthermore, we are only one season away from a massive worldwide famine should a worldwide crop failure occur, and that is not an impossibility at all. There are a variety of factors that could occur that would cause a worldwide failure in food production and produce a worldwide famine. Earthquakes have dramatically increased in severity and frequency in the past two decades. One writer wrote that earthquakes are up 2,189% over a few centuries ago. Another writer predicts that by far the most awful earthquakes are yet to come. San Francisco, situated on a fault, is called the city that waits to die. Pestilence or diseases are surprising us right now. New strains of viruses are forming constantly and threatening man's survival. Some deadly viruses have the ability to rapidly mutate. 
just when we thought that medical science had almost all the answers. Then we discover that some diseases we thought were conquered are recurring and are not susceptible to the former miracle cures, and new diseases are cropping up for which no cures have yet been found. A few years ago, pestilence didn't seem like much of a sign of the end of the age, but it certainly is today. Disease now threatens the very existence of man on this planet. All these things happening together have the cumulative effect and indicate that, as I noted yesterday, we ought to at least entertain the possibility that history is reaching toward a close. It's very easy, reading Jesus' words and realizing what's currently happening, to become an alarmist, but I repeat, we need to at least entertain the possibility that the end may be much nearer than we think. That's the least we should do. This universe had a beginning, and it will have an end sometime. I know that there are those listening who will not be impacted at all by what I'm saying. They take the view that it's a little too far-fetched to believe that time is drawing to a close. Maybe sometime, but not now. Paul spoke about such an attitude. While this is a study of Matthew 24, I must refer to other scriptures too. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians these currently applicable words. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come upon them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. 1 Thessalonians 5.3 Peter put it this way. He predicted that in the last days scoffers will come. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has been since the beginning of creation. 2 Peter 3, 4. I will come back to these words of Peter and Paul in a later program. Jesus meant to impress his disciples and us that the climactic end of our world would be preceded by some indicators. Obviously, such a conclusion to our system could not come without warning signs. Jesus lists these signs so that we might be forewarned and prepared. According to Jesus, Peter and Paul and others, everything will not just continue on indefinitely. Things are moving toward an end which culminates in the return of our Lord. I have won. 
I've been wrong Take my hand and lead me back where I belong Stripped of all that once I clung to News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.